Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Good day, good night, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you happen to be. You are at the right place. This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. Leaders must act. Leaders must get other people into action. And ACT stands for and cultural transformation. We're going to talk about it all here. Right now, today, my partner, Rich Barron, I'm Michael Bailey. We're here to help you figure out what in the heck is going on with some of your alpha leaders. We talked about last time the negative, toxic alpha leaders. We're going to talk a little bit about that to make some distinction between that kind of alpha leader and the time we're we're talking about the healthy alpha leaders. And uh, let's just start right there. What would you say is a healthy alpha leader, Rich? You know, there's an interesting distinction between the two uh, that I think the healthy alpha leader, and it's not that I think, the healthy alpha leader is someone that's a protector, someone that will go above and beyond to make sure that the team is taken care of, everybody uh, is taken care of in the organization. And if if there's any problems, the blame falls on their shoulders and they realize that. And they're they're right. willing to take that blame. Instead of passing it on or being that unscrupulous type of individual that is going to use their power and authority to do whatever they want to do. Right. I think that's correct. I think another another dimension of that is they're looking out for their team members individually. Yes. They're looking to see how they can help them, how they can assist them. They're not looking for a quick fix to like scapegoat on anyone. That would be the this idea that we're going to have about there are protectors and there are sacrificers. We want to make the distinction really clear. Protectors are going to look out for the team, team members, individually, yeah. the team totally as a whole. What can we do? What can I do to assist this team to become the best it can be? What can I do to help the individuals? As opposed to the toxic alpha leader who is a sacrificer, more than willing to lay blame, scapegoat, point the finger at, do whatever it is to get him off that and put it onto somebody else. Oh, Vicious. absolutely. The executioner. There you go. The executioner. Yeah, the executioner. So we've had experiences with these kinds of people. How would you start to recognize them? If you suddenly felt like, or at some point you're going, there's something wrong with this particular individual. I don't quite know what it is, but I noticed that when I, in their presence, kind of the hair on the back of my neck stands up. I think it's just that overwhelming sense of I'm better than you. That, you know, whatever I'm going to do is is fine. 
by my books, regardless of whose books might think it's wrong. But by my book, it's, you know, I'm good. I'm okay. And you're not, you know, and, and I think there's an air of overconfidence, flashiness, um, maybe even a little bit. Arrogance? Talking about arrogance? arrogance. Absolutely. Arrogance. Arrogance. Um, talk to someone uh, in, in this job search that we help uh, coach these job seekers, Michael, and talking to one the other day who had a very interesting conversation with a CEO of an organization. And during that conversation, this person was just completely sidetracked, would forget about some of the questions they asked. And when the answers came, he, he was off in la-la land. Like it was, it was, this was beneath me to interview this person. And that's exactly how she felt. Like I was wasting his, this person's time. I think that's a great distinction. I think there's something about, um, you talk a lot about companies when they're asked the question, what, what's your greatest assets? You know, and, and often they say, well, it's our employees. You got a different take on that. I don't, I don't buy that for a second. You know, here's the thing. A company's most important assets are their assets. Now, assets have an amortization and depreciation uh, value attached to assets. So if you're going to depreciate over time or or whatever you're going to do, are you going to do that with your employees? Are you going to depreciate your employee over time? That's what you do with assets. A company's and a company's greatest assets tends to be their assets. Employers are not assets. They simply are not. And so this this fallacy that oh yeah, our our employees are our greatest assets. You need to really step back and take a good look at what that truly means. Are they an asset or are they part of your team? Are they part of what's going to make the organization successful? Not just a tool that we're going to put into play that, uh, you know, we're going to attach an amortization and a depreciation value to. It simply yeah. doesn't work that way. Are they really individuals that you will treat with respect and support and work what you can do to help them Developed not only as really and truly the best companies do this, not only in terms of being an employee, but also being a good human being. Oh, absolutely. I think there's a lot to that. Absolutely. A absolutely. You know, and unfortunately, there are those companies that look at these people like, yeah, you've you've burned yourself out. You know, it's time to get rid of you type thing. You know, they've wore out their welcome. They They really aren't capable of doing anything else. And honestly, whose fault is that? So who's that's fault right. That? That's that's right. And that's that's that that happens often in organizations where they just kind of run roughshod, expecting way more than is reasonable from their employees. And so the employees do burn out. They they do feel used. And that's kind of one of the things you can take a look at. I think that when, you, when you're around those kind of people, and the, the reason the hair stands up on the back of your neck is you can sense that they are not there to help you they are not oh, yeah. there to be on your side or ask you to be on their side so much in a healthy kind of a way they're pretty much there to use you you are an asset that they can demonetize devalue you know over time loses value as you're just talking about there and so there really is this definite sense of you don't matter there's the difference you don't matter 
Whereas with that healthy alpha leader, they're saying you absolutely do matter and you matter probably more than you realize. I'm going to help you see that and help you develop to bring the best that you can to your job and to this team. There's, yep. see, there's the whole thing. It's the difference between people who look at people as things versus people who look at, excuse me, as people as people. That's the difference. And you can see it. You can feel it. You know it inside your gut. That's what that whole thing is. And there's some things that happen here that, that are really interesting. When you have a toxic organization and they have some healthy alpha leaders in there, the first thing that they must do one way or another is get rid of those healthy alpha leaders who are protecting the teams that are protecting their people. And it's very simple why they have to do that. Until they get rid of those people, they will be protecting the people and the teams and they can't carry on with their nefarious ways. Absolutely. And you see this a lot. We know people this has happened to. Um, you know, and and after they're gone, what happens to the, the company? You start to see, <laughs> you start true, to see that, that slide down the hill. And once that once you get sliding down that hill and you gain that momentum down towards the ditch, you know, it's hard to stop that. It really is. The trick is not to get on that downslide to begin with. Ever. That's right. In, Ever. Inevitably, if if you're if you're pulling these nefarious activities, especially at the senior leadership level, bottom line is the organizational culture follows the CEO and the senior leadership. So if they're doing nefarious activities and they're doing things that are underhanded, eventually that company is going to follow them. It that's simply the way it works. You can't you can't serve two masters. You really you, you simply cannot serve two masters and expect a, 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 the right outcome. That's right. One of the great tragedies along that line, Rich, is this: is that 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 protector alpha leader, when for whatever reason they go rogue, and now they become that alpha sacrificer. Yeah. Because at one time they were a great leader. They did all the right things. They were working with their teams. They were working with individuals. And something, some, something somewhere jacked them up, jammed them up. Now they got on the wrong side of the line, and now they become that sacrifice. So they're willing to sacrifice other people for their own interests. Whatever they did, they lost their values. They lost their principles. They gave something up, but they lost a huge part of who it is they are. And that's tragic, not only for what happens to the team, not only eventually what happens really to them as well, but oftentimes, as you were talking about, what happens to the organization. Once you start getting out too many of those kind of sacrificer uh, leaders in place in you know high positions, it's a guarantee the company's going to go down because they'll start they'll start cannibalizing their own organization. Oh, and each other, eventually <laughs> each other, absolutely. That's right. Because then right. it becomes it becomes a, a trial of the fittest. That's right. That's right. There's that institutional imperative. Yes, it, it, <laughs> it and it does. It becomes. Who can outlast who? That's right. Who's the weakest imposter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, folks, when you're out there, check it out. You know, really check it out. Are you one of those entitled sacrificers or what we, what we call with a deontological protectors? Deontological protector is that leader that will always do the right thing. They've got values. They've got principles that they stand behind. They've got a real core. Now, that's something, Rich, we talk about all the time. 
developing that inner core as a leader so that you can better lead your team. But without that internal compass, the maps to really know how to best manage yourself so that you can best motivate your team, man, you're in a tough spot. Oh, absolutely. That that inner core, which is really made up of your self-concept, your personal values, um, your elements of character. You know, what what is your character like? Have, have you ever really taken a time to do an assessment or take inventory of what your character is like? That those elements of of courage, uh being trustworthy, uh, grit, perseverance. We can go on and name a few of these. But those are the things that really determine what your values are. And those values are really determine how, you know, on down the line, how you function as a leader. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, cause a little bit of a ripple here in the waves. No, that's cool. Um, that's cool. <laughs> we, we like ripples. <laughs> so uh, here, here's the deal, man. Uh, if If you want to know this stuff about yourself, if you really want to get a good mirror reflection on who you are in your ability to lead others and your capacity to sit in a leadership position, we've offered this time and time again. Very few people have actually taken up, up taken us up on this. It's to go over to Rich's website or my website, it doesn't matter. It will take you over to a place that you can take the MLEI. Now, it says something to me. And I'll tell you what it says to me that we've had so few bites on this whole thing. The thing, and we've even done this with the fear survey. You know, take oh, the yeah, fear survey. Yeah. Find out what the crap is holding you back. Right. You, you know, it's interesting. Know that. We've had, we've had thousands of of visits to the fear survey people looking at it and as soon as they start taking it boom they're gone as soon as they start answering those questions about their self and those five fears they're out of there they are, and this is incredible ladies and gentlemen it is incredible of all the freaking people in the world you would think that leaders would want to be the most self-aware most uh, you know the, the capacity to know who they are, what they are about, how they are effective, what are the things that hold them back from being effective, you think they would be the first ones in line to go find, take these assessments and find out. But know what we're finding out? They don't. And you know why they don't? I'll tell you why they don't, Rich. Part of it is they may not want to find out. That's part of it. I think that's part of it. Because there's some, some of those questions, they're really not are they're really pretty straightforward i'm going to tell you that they're, they're not different there's nothing embarrassing about that but here's what i think the real fear is rich we do ask that they give us their contact information the, yeah that's it and now holy smoke that. yeah yeah now, think, man, i don't want anybody to know what my my fears are yeah think about that i want you to think about this leaders if you're afraid that Rich or I are going to get a hold of you because we've got your phone number or your email address. And because of that, you don't want to take this assessment that could really shed some real light on how you're doing as a leader, shed some real light on how you know it's holding you back. If you're more afraid of us getting that information than to find out the skinny, the truth about you, you're in a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, I'm you're serious. Yeah. you are in a bad place and i'll tell you why because if we send you an email ignore it if we call you up on the phone ignore it what kind of confidence what kind of courage does it take just to ignore somebody calling you or somebody send you an email 
It takes zero. It takes zero to ignore. An idiot can just ignore. So if you can't, if you don't have the gumption, the backbone, just the cojones to go and take those two assessments, because you're afraid we're going to contact you. And obviously we're very vicious, mean, ugly people that are going to rip you apart as soon as we get a little bit to know about you. If you're too afraid of that, why are you you striving to become a leader? The very heart of a leader is courage, is bravery, is to take on the difficult, to take on the unknown. And if you can't take on to find out a little bit about yourself this way or that way, because somebody might contact you, maybe it's time to go to the lunchroom and have a very long, long lunch and take a little nap. Yeah, or maybe a big nap. (laughs) Just stay asleep. And I know that sounds really rough. I know that sounds really like raw. That's just raw. How can you say these things? Why would you say such terrible things? Why would you make these accusations? I'll tell you why. Because it's true. If you can't, if you can't hang up or not answer a phone call, if you can't ignore an email, if you can't do that, what makes you think you can stand up to anybody in your organization? What makes you think that you can ever have difficult conversations with other leaders in your organization or with your team? If you can't do that kind of little stuff. What makes you think you can do the tough stuff as as to being a leader? The answer is you can't. You can't. Whether you want to think you can or you're going to tell everybody you can, the bottom line is is you can't. You know, you hit something very hard there, Michael. The 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 real aspects about being leaders that that elements of character, that courage, yep. that persistence, that grit, and that vulnerability. To look deep inside yourself and say, what can I truly improve upon? What can That's I truly right. improve upon? And the response should be, here's the response that you got, you know, a real leader with some real grit, some real guts to him. They say, you bet I want to know. I absolutely want to know. You dang well bet I want to know because I want to check out to see if I'm living in reality or am I in some sort of sucked up delusion about myself? I want to know. But if you don't have the, the confidence, the belief in yourself to find out the reality from the delusion, again, take another toke, brother, because it's not working, is it? <laughs> yeah, take another hit there and tell yourself you're okay. So now that we've lost our audience. <laughs> yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> so do you have uh, do you have any call outs, any shout outs that you'd like to? I've got one. This is pretty a fun one. Let's see if I can find it here real quickly. It is from the Philippines. Oh, and uh, yeah, the Philippines. Very cool. Yes, it is very, very cool. And I don't know if I've got it on this particular screen. It's like Pambango, Pambango, uh, uh, Philippines. Yeah, very, so, very yeah, cool. Yeah, so you folks out there, uh, thank you so much for listening, paying attention, tuning in, spread the word. You know, we, we may talk tough. And we do, but we're also pretty nice guys. We're very yeah. healthy people. We we love it. <laughs> uh, and and here's another one: Berlin. Yeah. Berlin. So we we have someone in, in Berlin that uh, started listening to us. Thank so you thank so you so much. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that the moral of this story is: alpha leaders can be two different people. You can be either be that that dark, shady 
alpha leader, nefarious type of guy, or you can be that guy that really has the courage to stand up. Or that gal. guy, that gal that to stand up and make sure that your team is treated correctly. Make sure your company is getting a fair shake, making sure that it's it's fair across the board. That's not an easy thing to do. It's easier to go the other way. It is. Doing the right thing is not easy a lot of times. But that's why it makes it, that's why these leaders who do the right thing are the ones who are going to be remembered. Remember, the way you lead is the way you will, your legacy will be remembered. End of story. You can't go back and change it. Amen. All right. And so until next time. Um, what do they do to get hold of us now that we've insulted them? Got them all worked up. <laughs> Absolutely. So here, here it is. It's michaelbailey.com, M-A-I-K-E-L, bailey.com, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com. You can find us on LinkedIn. And um, let's have a great conversation. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do those things. Let's get started down the right path by getting to know each other first. That's what we do. That's right. And, 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 and we find out that, hey, we just don't click. Then you know we part friends, and that's just how it, it works. That's cool. And you know what? Leaders don't take yourself so doggone seriously. Lighten up. <laughs> Lighten up. And with that, we're uh, we're done with another rousing episode of Mainline Executive Coaching AC. You never know what you're going to tune into here. I'm telling you. Yep. Yeah, and it <laughs> it's a roller coaster ride. So take care of each other. That's uh, that's. Uh, bottom line is that's what we need to do we got to take care of each other because in the end we're all we have that's right all right leaders lead well all the best with all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today you need executive coaching more than ever go to our websites richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com you can also find us both on linkedin Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.